Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're on episode 140, and we have something new for you today. We are beginning our studies in the book of Daniel, and today we're going to be looking at just a simple introduction to Daniel. And what does Daniel have to do with Luke 21 Radio, its purpose to teach on biblical prophecy? Well, Daniel is one of the most important books of the Bible for understanding prophecy. I've just listed a couple of key things that the book of Daniel is important for and helps you actually understand other portions of Scripture. For instance, Daniel is really important for understanding what we looked at in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 about the great apostasy and the rise of the Antichrist. Whatever you gain from those studies will be supplemented and expanded by studying Daniel. We just finished a long study in the entire book of Revelation, and the book of Daniel is key for understanding Revelation, as Revelation is important for understanding Daniel. We've also, in Luke 21 Radio, studied the prophetic passages in the Gospels, and wouldn't you know it, central to understanding those passages is the prophet Daniel and his writings in the book of Daniel. Now, you've probably heard me mention this before if you've been a longtime listener to Luke 21 Radio or my companion broadcast, Faith and Family Radio, but I recommend what I call the rototiller approach to biblical studies. Now, if you go out in the spring and take your rototiller out there and try to do a real deep pass and some solid kind of ground that isn't really ready to be broken up much, your rototiller is just going to jump around out of control. To really do it right, you take your rototiller, you make a just a shallow pass just to break up the surface of the ground. Then once you've done that, you come back for a second pass and take it a little deeper. And then if you're really a great gardener, you'll come in a third time to really get that soil down deep, broken up. Now, you will find that anytime you study a passage of scripture in depth or better yet, an entire book of Scripture, then when you get a knowledge of that that portion of Scripture, you can use it to interpret another passage of Scripture, perhaps even in a deeper way. And what you're going to find here in Luke 21 Radio is that what we have studied so far, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, the Gospels, uh, the book of Revelation, All of that is going to help understand Daniel. But what you're going to find out if you'll do this is after we get done going through Daniel, you can go back through those same studies we did and say, oh, that's what Steve was driving at. Oh, that's why he tried to emphasize this as we studied the book of Revelation. In other words, Daniel can be your second or third pass with the rototiller, and then you can take it back 
And then those passages we've already studied in the New Testament, you'll gain greater insight and deeper understanding. So Daniel is really critical for understanding biblical prophecy. Prophecy is important because we need to understand our end and the end of the world. And Jesus Christ thought it was very important before he left this earth to instruct his apostles about what to expect in the future. Now, here's something that's hyper important for all Catholics, and especially I I guess I'm kind of an uh, an old youth pastor that never quit. In a sense, my passion for raising godly children is really behind a lot of everything I do here at the Family Life Center. And I can't think of a more important book of the Bible for young people to gain a proper understanding of world history. Now, obviously, Catholics of all ages— But I dare say that the majority of young people going through Catholic schools or homeschooled or even Catholic colleges are not getting truly a scriptural viewpoint on world history. And and there's no place that I'm aware of that does this better than the book of Daniel. You'll learn about human government and what's behind it. You'll learn, for instance, ancient world history, those four world empires that were so predominant in the ancient world and that affect us to this day. You'll learn about such things that there are demonic powers that influence human governments and world history. You'll learn about the kingdom of God and what Jesus was talking about was a fulfillment of what Daniel was prophesying. You'll learn about democracies, and believe it or not, I think there's a good chance they're talked about right here in the prophet Daniel. And then finally, you'll learn about the great conflict between the beast, the Antichrist, and the kingdom of Christ, particularly culminating at the end of history. The book of Daniel, for any Catholic education— is so critical. And if your kids are even in public school, whatever, if they can get, and this isn't this isn't going to be hard to get, particularly uh, a couple of chapters, two or three chapters out of the book of Daniel will help your children develop a worldview or a philosophy of history, or maybe if they're becoming poli-sci majors, a philosophy of politics or a political philosophy. Let me tell you about an experience I had attending an Assembly of God college, a very conservative Protestant evangelical college, uh, shortly after I became a Christian. I never heard of a thing called a worldview, and I didn't know what a Christian view of philosophy was. In fact, I didn't even know that one existed until I read a book by Mortimer Adler entitled How to Read a Book. And in that book, Mortimer Adler described that there is actually a philosophy behind history. There's differing philosophies. And you need to be aware when you're reading a a history textbook or if you're in a class that there's a philosophy of history undergirding this. So rather naively, I stuck around after my history class and my professor was a very pious, godly man, very committed to his Christian faith, and I asked him what his philosophy of history was. And he basically said that uh, his philosophy of history was like 
history is like the flow of a great river, and God establishes the river and gets it going. And then there's all these different currents that kind of come into the river through human history, and these currents coming into the river create the destination of the river and culminate in what we call history. And that was an excellent description of a deist view of world history, not a Christian view. I had no idea that my professor would hold such a thing. The idea in Daniel is very clearly that God is sovereign over all of history. By sovereign, I don't mean he just started it and then kind of watches as things happen. No, it means he is actively engaged in guiding history towards its fulfillment. And I can't think of a better book of the Bible to break that very common view that God is kind of this remote God. His sovereignty is limited to singing about Christ the King once or twice a year and then forgetting this, that no, he is actively engaged and directing history, even pagan governments, he is directing towards his ends. So, uh I can't think of anything more important. And again, this isn't hard to grasp. You're going to be able to get this as we go through Daniel, and you'll be able to share this in a clear way with your children without getting overly complicated, but you'll be able to show them that God is, in fact, Lord of history. Now, when I say he's Lord of history, also the book of Daniel is excellent to show that God is sovereign or Lord over the nations. Now, this is something that has almost gone into total eclipse. When the Protestant Reformation came, it really broke up Christendom, which was basically a united society under God. Yes, you had the church. Yes, you had the state. But they weren't like isolated from each other because both were influenced by the reign of Christ. Now, with the Reformation, you had the rise of nation-states that broke off from Christendom, formed their own uh, state religions, so to speak, and began the fragmenting of the state from God. And then you had the United States of America that embraced, and I realize this isn't in the Constitution, but Jefferson's notion of the separation church and state was very deeply uh, inhaled, so to speak, by the American view of government, and that has evolved in our day to a separation of God and state, and that's why we're living in such a secular situation that we are in now. And in fact, Besides being on the wrong end of things, not seeing God as directly involved in the Lord of our nation and our laws and practices reflecting that, we're living in a deluded view of reality. So, and what, where is this going to end up? Well, reading Daniel, you'll get the idea that there's probably not going to be a return to Christendom, but a re, not a return but a fall into what I am terming anti-Christendom, the kingdom of the Antichrist. There will be a kingdom where religion influences the course of nations, but it will not be the religion of Jesus Christ. It will be the religion of the Antichrist.
Now, here's a big question regarding Daniel, and I'll maybe develop this as we go a little further through the book. But there's two big options regarding the date of Daniel. Traditionally, and this was believed for centuries, that Daniel was written in the 6th century, about 535 B.C. is a good approximate date, and it clearly is prophesying the future course of world history from Daniel's day in the 6th century B.C. So these were prophetic visions of the course of world history way into the future from the day of Daniel. Now, until modern times, this was the course, and then the second in modern times, they say, no, this was all written in the second century, long after Daniel's lifetime, sometime around the Maccabean revolt. And they say that Daniel is basically filled with pious, phony prophecies that were basically written down after the events occurred. It was no prophecy at all. And the author is a mysterious someone who we really don't know. You know, in the very, very near future, there is soon to be canonized St. John Henry Newman. And he had this to say about the prophet Daniel and the dating question. The prophet Daniel is conspicuous among the inspired writers for the clearness and the exactness of his predictions. So much so that some unbelievers overcome by the truth of them could only take refuge in the unworthy and unreasonable and untenable supposition that they were written after the events which they profess to foretell. I've got a stunning insight for the modernist biblical scholars. God does know the future, and not only that, he controls it. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 140 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.